0: We get to that question, which is, so what is your budget? And they respond with, Lori, we're good. We have Medicare. Oh, then I have to be the bad guy and burst their bubble because guys, Medicare does not pay for senior living. Mm, It just hurts my heart to have to say that to people, especially because they will tell me with such pride and (laughs) like such confidence that we're good, we have Medicare. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, This podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome to Aging in Style. I am so glad you're here, and you are going to be so glad that you tuned into today's show because I am answering that burning question that you have. You know the one. How do I pay for senior living? That's a good question, y'all. Okay. We talk on the podcast, we've done so many episodes about the different types of senior living. Just told you all the great benefits and senior apartments. They have these beautiful spa areas. They've Gorgeous upgraded kitchens and then independent living communities that are like cruise ships on land with three meals a day included, and housekeeping and transportation, and then assisted living and memory care and residential care homes. And they sound fabulous. And you're like, yes, sign me up or sign up my mom or dad. But then we come back to reality. We have to answer that question, right? How much is it going to cost? And I'll be honest, sometimes that can be shocking. (laughs) And I have a lot of families that go into sticker shock when we talk about how much assisted living or memory care costs. So what we're going to talk about today is how do we pay for senior living? That's a great, great question and probably an episode we should have done a while back. So never fear. I got you covered today. So I did some research and I found a study by Genworth, a 2020 study, that gave an average across the U.S. an average of what assisted living cost. And they came up with $4,429 a month. That is throughout the U.S. I'm going to say I'm here in Dallas and I would say that that is kind of low in my opinion. However, if you're in, say, Mississippi, that may sound high. Or if you're in New York, that may sound super low and affordable. So there's a huge variance across the country. But what it all boils down to is no matter what it costs, how are we going to pay for it, right? Before we get started on the different ways for paying for senior living, I do want to dispel a myth, a really bad one that's out there. (laughs) And I answer this question way too often and I always feel terrible and it, it kind of it goes like this let me just kind of set the stage for you I will be talking with the family and we've identified the type of senior living that is going to work for themselves or for their family member and then we get to that question which is so what is your budget and they respond with Lori we're good we have medicare oh then I have to be the bad guy and burst their bubble because guys, Medicare does not pay for senior living. Mm, It just hurts my heart to have to say that to people, especially because they will tell me with such pride and (laughs) like such confidence that we're good. We have Medicare. What Medicare does pay for is your doctor visits, hospitalizations, rehab, hospice, home health. That's what it pays for. It does not pay for senior living. Okay, we have that out of the way. If you get nothing else from this podcast, please take that with you and share that with your friends and family. But how do we pay for senior living? Well, let's get into that. So number one, income. Most people have some income Social security is the top one. Now, I mean, it may not be as much as you would like it to be, (laughs) but it is determined by how long you worked and how much you earned. So we're gonna figure out what your social security is first. Next, pension. Do you have a pension? Does your mom or dad have a pension? You're gonna add those two together. That's your monthly income. Some people I speak with have rental property and they're collecting income from that too. So add that in as well. Number two, we're going to take a look at savings. How much do you have in savings? How much does your mom or dad or grandma and grandpa have in savings? This, they save for a rainy day, right? If there's dementia, needing to go to memory care, it is time to use that money. It is pouring right now. It is time to go into that rainy day fund. Number three, investments. Investments. Do they have accounts they invested in? 401k, what do they have? Number four, selling their house. So most seniors, I'm going to say this is where most have their biggest nest egg. I can say for myself, for sure, that is our biggest nest egg is our house especially if they've been in a house 30, 40 years, that house is paid for. And I want to caution you with this, because this is some kind of pushback I get from when I'm talking to a senior themselves. They will say to me, oh, Lori, yeah, we've been in our house 40 years, but we have not updated it. The kitchen looks awful. And we still have carpet. We don't think we can sell it. We have to do all these upgrades first. I really want to say, do not do this, okay? Okay. Talk to a realtor first before you put any money into upgrading a house. You may not have to. And I would say right now in the Dallas area, in the market the way it is, it's not as hot a market as it was. But what realtors are telling me is that you you don't have to do a lot of upgrades. Now, I am not a realtor. So my advice is before you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to have to do too much to this house. I'm just not going to sell it. I'm going to stay here. Before you do that, please talk to a realtor. It costs you nothing to have a realtor come meet with you, see your house, do a market analysis, and figure out what you could sell the house for. Because again, that is your biggest nest egg for most seniors. Okay, so we covered house number five, VA benefits. This is the aid and attendance benefit for wartime vets. This is an incredible benefit that a lot of people don't know about there are some restrictions and certain criteria that you have to meet for example you must have a need with assistance with your adls which are activities of daily living that could look like help with dressing bathing cooking those types of things there's also some income restrictions so my advice is to always either talk to someone at the va talk to an elder law attorney Or there's some companies like Patriot Angels is one. I believe it's a national company that you could reach out to. Let me give you the rates. These are what it's paying for 2020. I'm sorry, 2022. I just lost two years there. (laughs) 2022 rates for the VA Aid and Attendance Benefit. So if you qualify, it pays out $2,050 a month for the veteran themselves. If you are a surviving spouse, widow of a veteran, it's $1,317 a month. For a couple, $2,431 a month. And for two married veterans, it pays out $3,253 a month. So it's huge. That is significant. But I would advise you to, if you can, talk to an elder law attorney about it. Have help with filling out the paperwork because... It's pretty intense, the stuff that you need to do, and it needs to be filled out perfectly so it's not uh, rejected. It does pay back out retroactively to the date that you applied. And I'm not sure how long it's taking for approval now. At one point, it was about three months. It could be longer. It just sort of, you know, depends. But excellent benefit. Number six, long-term care insurance. Y'all, when someone tells me they have a long-term care policy, I like the angels sing. <laughs> I'm so happy for them because on average, the policies pay out like four to 6,000 a month is what I usually see. And that is going to make the difference in someone being able to go to assisted living or memory care. You know, it's huge. So a long-term care policy, people usually purchase those when they're we usually purchased when you're younger because they become very cost prohibitive if you wait till, you know, you're much older and you have some health issues. But they pay out usually it will be well the way i see them it's a daily rate so you get a daily rate and then they have something called an elimination period so you want to know what that period is Um, i'd say it's usually 90 days and this is going to cover assisted living and memory care also includes uh, it will cover nursing homes too it will cover residential care homes as well as long as they are licensed residential care homes so good to know, great thing to have, great policy. Number seven, family. Family has to help out a lot. And I often will have someone, maybe, you know, it's a mom who is maybe four or five hundred dollars short of being able to afford independent living. So the kids will usually come together and it could be one kid, you know, kicks in and helps pay the difference. And sometimes it's, you know, multiple kids and they just split up to what they can afford and they all kick in and are able to help their mom or dad or grandma, grandpa afford to be in senior living. So that's, that's a big one. Family help. Number eight, there, I believe it's whole life insurance policies, ones that you can cash in. I've seen people use those. I've also seen some cases where they are able to Sign insurance policies over. I think there's certain types of insurance policies, but it's certainly something to ask if you're looking into a memory care or assisted living. Number nine, bridge loans. There are these loans out there where if you are trying to like waiting on selling your home so that you have the funds, but maybe mom needs to get into memory care right away. There are bridge loans that will let you do a loan to have the money to be in memory care while you're waiting on the house to be sold. And number 10, reverse mortgages. Reverse mortgages, I don't know a ton about those, but I think people really use these primarily to stay in their home. It's usually a couple where one is functioning fine, and the other may have some needs, care needs, where maybe they need um, a home care provider to come in and be a caregiver. And so they'll do a reverse mortgage on the house and they will have someone come in and they pay them through those funds to um to care for their loved one but i would again talk to a realtor about doing the pros and cons of doing a reverse mortgage because you know if you use up all the equity in your house and the reverse mortgage then you know if you're wanting to move out that could be an issue down the road later on but it is i just like to mention it because it is another way that people use to get funds for maybe not senior living, but for senior care in their home. So those are the 10 ways to pay for senior living. I do also want to say very important, and I've said this on other podcasts, it's so important to plan ahead and have these really difficult conversations. You want to know what your parents have available, what their, what their plans are, number one, and number 2, what they have savings, investments, you know, if they have a long-term care policy, you want to know this in advance because what happens if mom has a stroke and can't tell you? You know, you don't know and <laughs> how are you going to find this out if she can't tell you, right? So it's so so important to have these difficult conversations. Have we talked about this last month about having respectful conversations, just bringing it up that you want to do what's best for them and you want to know what their wishes are and if you're the parent it's so important for you to share this with your kids and let them know what you have available so that you don't want anyone just scrambling, trying to figure out in an emergency situation where everyone's emotional and you're not making the best decisions because it is such an emotional and difficult time. So that is my soapbox on that, guys. So have those conversations. That's what I have for you today. And I would ask you to please, please share this information with your friends and family, neighbors, co-workers, whatever, because this is such great information to know how you're going to pay for senior living and also to dispel that nasty rumor about Medicare. (laughs) It does not cover senior living. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.